0: Thank you, Rabbi Yuri. and Mishpacha. I want to share some scriptures with you and continue in this theme of hope as well. Would you pray with me? Baruch atah melech asher v'tzivanu Torah, amen. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah, amen. I want to continue with the theme from last week, strategic pathways and reasons for hope. Mishpacha, it's so important for us to have well-thought-out strategies for hope so that we can hold on to hope in this unstable and broken world that we're living in. And with this in mind, I want to continue in this focus on the source of hope. What is the source? What's the ultimate source, the true source of our hope? As believers in Messiah Yeshua, we may all be able to say that God is the ultimate and the true source of our hope. Good for you, good for us that we can say that. Now let's make sure that we stay solid in this perspective. It's one thing to say that, it's another thing to hold on to it and to live by it. So let's look at some challenging things. If God is the ultimate source of our hope, then the United States of America is not the ultimate source of our hope, right? And Israel is not the ultimate source of our hope. And for that matter, Messianic Judaism is not the ultimate source of our hope. And for sure, the Democrats and the Republicans are definitely not the ultimate source of our hope. If God is the ultimate source of our hope, then we're not hopeless when the world around us changes. If the United States of America changes, it does not leave us hopeless. If Israel changes, it doesn't leave us hopeless. If the Messianic movement changes, it doesn't leave us hopeless. If political parties change, it doesn't leave us hopeless. Now, a good case can be made that the USA is a great place to live. I'm glad I live here. Same for Israel. And we can make a solid case that the Messianic movement is a great blessing for us. And it's true. It is true that politicians and governments can enact policies and actions that are blessings for us. It's true. And you can also make a good case that our country can go down paths that bring real trouble to us. So yes, Countries, governments, politicians can bring blessings, and they can bring troubles to us. But here's what I want to underline and emphasize. No matter what else happens, good or bad, God is the ultimate source of our hope. And I think that's what Yeshua meant when he said, peace I give to you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives give I to you. Here's here's a reference, John 14, verse 27. It's one among several, but I would encourage those of you who are using the comment section to participate to put this reference in, John 14, 27, and even some of the verses themselves. Yeshua said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you As the world gives, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I was also thinking about that that song that says, uh, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away, talking about the peace of the Lord. So stay focused, my friends, on this truth about God being our source. And it will sustain you during times of instability, during times of chaos, during times of change, during times of testing. I wanna connect this week's Torah reading with last week's. Last week, we finished Breshit, Genesis, and this week we begin Shemot, Exodus. The book of Genesis, the first book of Torah, concludes with Egypt being a safe haven for the children of Israel. That's an important fact. And then the book of Exodus, the second book of Torah, begins with Egypt becoming a place of persecution and slavery for the children of Israel. And these two facts about Egypt are juxtaposed so that we can be aware that the place of safety and blessing can become a place of danger and trouble. The Jews who lived in Germany in this past century can verify that, but we need to understand it. And in this issue of putting too much confidence in the place where we live, in the country we live, in the political system that we have, as important as those things are, they are not ultimately important. This tendency to have too much confidence in those things, is something that the prophet Ezekiel spoke about. It's Ezekiel 29, 16. And this may be obscure, you may not be familiar with this passage, but it's a simple statement that's really important. Ezekiel 29, 16, write this down and read it and get it into your spirit and understand what it it means in applying to Egypt, but also what it means in applying to our own current situation. Egypt. Ezekiel says, Egypt will no longer be a source of confidence for the people of Israel, but will be a reminder of their sin in turning to her for help. Whoa, that's that's really powerful. You see, the Jewish people had a tendency so many times to look back to Egypt, to the wealth, the strength, the well-being, the prosperity, the health, the blessing that they experienced in Egypt, and to Egypt's political and military power, the Jewish people were tempted so many times to turn to Egypt for help. Later on, they turned to Rome. What a disaster that was. And we can draw a practical conclusion. Don't think that Egypt itself is the source of blessing. But let's extend that to our own situation. Don't think that the United States of America is the source of blessing. But don't get me wrong. Egypt was a place of blessing. It was a place God used for sure, to bless the children of Israel, but it wasn't the source. God was still the source. And and don't get me wrong, the United States of America has been a place of blessing for us, but it isn't the source. God is the source. It is of the highest importance, mishpocha, to hold on to the simple and foundational truth. God is the source of blessing. That's why we have hope. And we need to protect ourselves from a kind of misplaced confidence when we put too much confidence in the place where we live in the political system, in the parties that we support. When we do that, it becomes misplaced confidence, and it will ultimately disappoint us. It will open us to despair and many troubles. And so if you are being tossed about in these days of instability and your hope is like, just being shaken to the core because you were hoping for one thing and another's happening, or now your hope is thriving where just a little while ago it wasn't doing so well because you were hoping in the wrong thing. I wanna warn you that can still lead you to despair and many troubles. We never want to give a country or a government or a political institution or a political system the place, that belongs to God. I want to say this again. I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to say it as clearly as I can with almost the same words. You and I, mishpocha, do not want to give to a country or to a government or to a political institution or to a political system the place that truly belongs to God, when we give that which belongs to God, when we give our confidence to a country, a government, a political institution, or system, when we do that, it becomes a kind of idolatry. It becomes a kind of misplaced loyalty, and it will disappoint. Now, there's a second lesson that I want to focus on this weekend. And when I when I start, it's going to sound over, overly simple to you and so obvious to you. And you're going to go, yeah, 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 of course, of course. Here's the statement. Only God is perfect and good. Only God is perfectly good. Can you write that in the comment section? Only God is perfect and good. Only God is perfectly good. And of course, you're saying, well, of course, Rabbi David, I know that, we all know that. Why are you you bothering us with such a simple statement? And here's the reason we need to hold on to this because it has ramifications to how we think about our heroes, Those who are our friends and who we support and our opponents and those who seem to be adversaries to us or those who are against us or differ from us in major ways. If God is the only one who's perfect and good and perfectly good, then it's very clear. Our heroes are not perfect and they are not good and they are not perfectly good. So we don't ever want to idealize idealize. I'm going to spell that word. I-D-E-A-L-I-Z-E. We never want to idealize our heroes. All of our heroes are flawed people. And the scriptures make that clear so that we don't idealize them because when we idealize people, we act as if they're perfect. And without important flaws. And you know what that does? That puts them in the place that really belongs to God. So our hope and our trust will wrongly rest on their shoulders instead of God. And whenever whenever a politician, whenever a, a leader or an influencer says, I am the one who can save you, and the other guy is going to destroy you. They are taking the place that belongs to God. Never be surprised when the Lord exercises his own jealousy for his own reputation. He's the only one who can save us. So believers, don't ever put your trust in someone else who says, I can save you. I can save this country. I'm your hope. Let me go on. I hope I'm stirring you on. I, I can't read your comments right now while I'm talking to you. I, I want to, I want to pause. I want to see what you have to say. Um, but honestly, I want you to hear this. I want you to pay attention to this because I think it's a remedy and protection for us and and so important to us. You see, when we put our confidence in, in other people, when we put our confidence in our leaders, our heroes, it... it It will fail us, and here's why. They will fail us when they fail us, when they fail us. Could someone write this in the comments section? When they fail us, when they fail us, and they will fail us. We can become so disappointed and so discouraged that it actually undermines our faith, all our faith in God that we had. When we idealize heroes, we make a mishmash of our faith in God and our faith in heroes, and they get interwoven and intertwined. And so when the heroes fail, it harms our relationship with God. That's the danger. It's one of the dangers. Only God is perfect. Only God is good. Only God is perfectly good. Our heroes are not perfect. Our heroes are not good. Our heroes are not perfectly good. Now, I'm going to go further in this. And this is not the first time I've talked about this, but it's so important that we review such matters so that we can think strategically and protect ourselves. You might say, well, I've heard this, but are you living by it? I hope so. I'm using this then. If if you're living by it, this is a refresher course. It helps you stay strong. It helps you protect yourself when you're tempted to go in another way. Let's keep going and talk about our opponents for a moment. Our opponents are not perfectly bad or perfectly evil. Even those who have been our enemies and our opponents can be the very ones that God uses to do something important and good for us. The scriptures make that so clear so that we learn not to villainize our enemies. It's important, mishpocha, not to equate them with hasatan, with Satan, the adversary. And that's connected to Yeshua's teachings about loving our enemies and blessing those who create trouble for us. Let me read to you, Matthew 5, 44. Would you put that in the comment section? Matthew 5, 44, Yeshua's words, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Luke 635, an entirely different gospel and different passage says this, Yeshua says, love your enemies and do good to them. Paul teaches the same idea to the Italian believers, Romans twelve fourteen, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. And that's consistent with Yeshua's message in Luke chapter 6, verse 28. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. So so let's remember this. We don't want to idealize our heroes, and we don't want to villainize our opponents. Now here's, here's the implications. When our heroes are in power, they will fail us. When our opponents are in power, they will fail us. But even our opponents can become instruments of God's blessing. And even our heroes can be instruments of trouble for us. To which I want to say tonight, oi, that's right, oi. You can say that with me, oi. If only life were more simple than that. If only our heroes were always good. And if only our opponents were always bad, life would be so much more simple and then we could think about it. Think about what would happen with that. We could worship our heroes and we could hate our enemies. Uh Uh-oh, if we got what we wished for, that would be a recipe for trouble. Worshiping our heroes, hating our enemies, actually separates us from the Lord and the teachings of Yeshua. For that reason, I want to tell you this. It's time to tone down the rhetoric, folks. If you're a Trumpista or a Bidenista, It is time for humility, folks. Let's humble ourselves. If you've idealized your guy and villainized the other guy, it's time for at least a minute of humility. Otherwise, your perspective, your way of idealizing your own flawed hero and villainizing the guy who's not yours, they will become spiritual strongholds for you. They will weaken you. They will take away your strength. That kind of idealizing and that kind of villainizing will rob you of God's peace and God's goodness. Now, if we were sitting in the room together, you would know that I'm speaking very seriously but I also am speaking from a light heart, from a position of peace and a position of hope. And I'll tell you why. Because my hope is not based on what political party's in power or what country I happen to be living in at any particular moment or where I'm a citizen, because I have confidence that the Lord is the source of my hope. I'm not shaken in that. I'm a Messianic rabbi, I'm a Messianic Jew, but my confidence is not in Messianic Judaism. It's not in the Messianic movement. My confidence is in the Messiah who is Adonai, who is Lord. Listen, when you idealize your heroes and your friends and you villainize your opponents, your adversaries, it leads to factions, it works in every kind of situation, even in the situation when you do it within the realm of believers. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 12 speaks of that. Now I say this, that each of you says, I'm of Paul, or I'm of Apollos, or I'm of Kepha, or this one's hard because the Greek says, I'm of Messiah or Christos, Um, but it doesn't it's a little bit tricky. I think you could translate it into English like this. I'm a Christopherian. I'm a true believer, unlike all the other fake believers. And verse 13 puts it this way. Is Messiah divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized into the name of Paul? Who's writing that? Paul's writing that. Paul's saying, are you out of your minds creating factions? And so I want to I say that with a with love, with a tender heart, are you out of your minds creating factions? Cut it out. Get a grip, folks. Don't fall for the trap of factions and what the scriptures consider the party spirit. Galatians 5.20, people become enemies and then they fight each other. They become jealous, angry, and ambitious, and they separate into parties and groups. Whew, that's a word for all the believers in America today, and for people all over the world, but it's a word for you. It's a word for me. So what to do? What do we do? Well, let's take a minute and remember this. The name of the Lord is a high tower. The righteous run into him and are lifted high above the fray. Proverbs 18.10 is what I was referring to. And here's another translation. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. And here's another way of translating that last part. The righteous run to it and they are lifted inaccessibly high. I love that. Now there's another proverb that's so useful. It's Proverbs 16.7. This is the last uh, verse I want to share with you. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even the man's enemies live at peace with him. Your hope will be strong. It will grow stronger when you honor God as the only true source of hope. All other sources are unstable. They will fail you, and they will do harm to your confidence in God. That's the word that I have for you tonight. I want you to hold on to those strategic ideas so that your hope can be strong by being rightly placed on God and not on other people or systems. And I want to encourage you, God is the king and he's still sitting on the throne. Well, we're going to close with Aaron's blessing and then a final worship song with Brian and Deanne Rose. But first, I want to ask you again to consider standing with us financially. If, if live from home, if live from the sanctuary, if our Messianic Jewish teachings podcast are a blessing to you, would you consider standing with us financially? All the information can be found on our webpage, bethisraelnow.com slash giving. May the Lord bless you, because he's the source of blessing. And may the Lord guard and protect you, because he is Hashomer Yisrael. He is the watchman and guard over Israel. May the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you, and may the Lord be gracious to you, with favor that you don't deserve. May the Lord cause the light of his face to, sh- may the Lord lift up his face to you and give you his shalom, not as the world gives, his shalom. We pray this in the name of Yeshua, that it would be a blessing that rests upon us. I wanna say thank you for spending this time with us. Sandy and I want to say that we hope this is going to be a happy new year for you because you put so much trust and confidence in the lord and you don't get tossed to and fro during these unstable times and on behalf of rabbi yuri and rabbi sanina sandy and myself we say shabbat shalom and now let's welcome brian and deanne back for a final worship song shabbat shalom everyone hope to see you tomorrow live from home and live from the sanctuary